All right, listen to me, you long-necked bastard. You give me the scroll, and I make you head of sanitation services for the entire city. It's a do-nothing job, sweet cake. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and... Yeah, that hurt? Oh, that hurt? What the hell? Sex on TV. How oh, you're bending it? I'm wearing those good old-fashioned values. Giggity, giggity, 50s, giggity. On which we used to rely. Hey everybody and welcome to Frickin' Sweet, a Family Guy podcast. The internet's number one episode by episode, week by week, look back at Family Guy 20 years later. I'm your host, Ian, and why don't you come on up, sidle up to the bar, and I'll pour you a big glass of this week's episode, Wasted Talent. It is our 20th episode of our second season, and it is our 27th episode overall. It debuted July 25th, 2000, and it was directed by one director... Burt Ring, and it was written by, uh, in parts, by four different men, Dave Collier, Ken Going, Mike Barker, and Matt Weitzman, which leads me into this week's opening thoughts. The reason that the large writing pool on this episode uh, leads me into my opening thoughts is because this podcast isn't just about me. I did start it, you know, with the intention of I listen to a lot of podcasts all the time. My job offers me uh, the opportunity to listen to eight to ten hours of podcasts just pretty much straight all day. Um, so I'm a big consumer of, of uh, podcasts, and I, I wanted to make my own. I wanted to, to frankly, uh, for a, a selfish reason, I wanted to hear my own voice talk about something that I, I like to talk about. I wanted the, the uh, uh, freedom to do my own show about something that I love, and I absolutely love Family Guy. It's uh, one of, if not my favorite shows. It's something that I've I've had on DVD ever since it came out, and it's 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 one of my like defining uh, uh, characteristics is how much I love Family Guy. I can quote it uh, uh, from any episode, and it, it, it's like I said, it's just one of my favorite shows, and. When I started doing the show, uh, we started getting listeners and listeners, and, and with the Anchor app, I'm able to see where my listeners are from, and, and you know, we have a we have a fairly like a relatively large uh, listenership in England, um, which is fantastic, in, in Australia, New Zealand, um, but we do have listeners from all over the world, from tons and tons of countries. So like like over 50 countries and, and we've got tons of listeners here in America, obviously. And so I wanted to start giving shout outs to um, some of the places uh, around the world uh, that, that have been listening to the show, because like I said, it's not just about me. It's, it's about you guys. Um, Family guy didn't really have a podcast about it before. Um, and, and because of you, this show's gotten relatively popular, at least it may, you know, popular enough to where it makes me happy. Uh, to know that there are people out there listening. So, <clears throat> with that in mind, I would like to give our very first shout out to Lehigh in Pennsylvania. They are 77 miles north of Philly and 54, 54 miles south of Scranton. They boast a population of 5,500 as of the 2010 census and host the Great Pocono Pumpkin Festival, which, uh, from reading about it, sounds like a lot of fun. Um, 
like I said, uh, Lehigh and Pennsylvania, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, uh, the places that listen to us. And Lehigh in Pennsylvania has our highest listenership um, out of anywhere in the entire world. So I wanted to um, say what's up to you guys up there uh, and, uh, you know, give you guys a shout out. So, you know, what's up? Good on you. Um, <clears throat> then there were just a couple of other things, uh, that I saw this week that, that I, that were so ridiculous and funny that I felt like I had to talk to, uh, talk about them. One is politics aside. Um, there was a video that came out this week, or maybe it wasn't this week, but I saw it this week of, of a guy in a store, um, not wearing a mask. Uh, I, you know, like I said, politics aside, um, but when he was starting to be filmed, he got really uh, belligerent about it, and he just, and I don't know what was going through this guy's mind, but he just pulls his dick out, and I'm like, dude, like, like I said, politics aside, you can't pull your dick out, dude, you're a sex offender now, you just pulled your dick out in a Target with people around you, like, I don't know what could be running through this guy's mind, but it, that is just an absolute sideways bonkers left field thing to do especially like that was his retaliation for being on camera was to pull his schlong out and i'm just like what are you doing like seriously um but you know, uh another thing that i saw this week that was pretty funny was i saw this ad for uh it was a rocket mortgage ad um and it, it, so what happens in this is you see a woman on her computer, it pulls back and she, her, her computer is like back to back with her husband's computer. They are just like intently staring at them. They, they seem like they are trying to do everything in their mind to not look at each other. And, um, and then the kids come in and, uh, well, one kid comes in and it's this little girl and she's holding up these permanent markers. Like, with a little smile of like, oops, I think I did something bad. And then she turns around and she looks and there's like her other kid and he's got, uh, he's got, uh, markings all over his face from the markers. And for some reason she's like, you know what? We need a house. You know why I need a house? Because I need to put at least, uh, I need to put at least 2000 square feet between me and the rest of these motherfuckers in this house. Seriously. Um, but that, that's how that commercial came off to me. It came off like so weird. So, but it was weird enough, uh, that I felt like I needed to talk to, uh, talk about it. And then last but not least, I'd like to give a shout out to, to a good friend of mine, uh, Keegan, uh, from work. He, uh, worked with me for, for quite a while and he's a really good guy. He's really nice, really funny. Um, him and, uh, his girl are moving out. Uh, she got a new job. And so we wish them all the best on their future endeavors. Uh, I found out that he was a, a regular listener and I really appreciate it. And, um, Keegan, uh, I just wanted to, like I said, I wanted to give a shout out to you. Uh, it was good working with you and, um, yeah, like I said, good luck, uh, good luck in the future, man. We're, uh, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna be sad to see you go. And with that, we are going to throw it to a spot for our sponsor, Anchor. And when we come back, we will get into this fantastic episode, this Willy Wonka beer uh, 
um, uh, amalgamation parody. It's going to be fantastic. It is Wasted Talent, and we will be right back. And we're back, and we start at the clam this week. Quagmire's hitting on a woman. Uh, she's with her husband. She says, I'm with my husband. And he's like, ah, get, lose the hero, get with the zero. That's backwards. Uh, that, yeah, because that's how Hercules goes. You know, he comes in all buff, and then Phil makes him a tiny little weakling. No, but uh, he's like, uh, ditch the zero, get with the hero. And he punches him in the face, and Quagmire's like, he's a little violent for you, don't you think? And he punches him in the face, and Quagmire's like, all right, I'll be over there. Uh, Quagmire comes over to the rest of the guys, and this is where we get a news dump. We interrupt for this breaking news. After years of isolation, the mysterious and eccentric brewmeister, Pawtucket Pat, has announced that he's opening his never-before-seen brewery to a lucky few. Pawtucket Pat has placed four silver squirrels in four random beers. Each lucky squirrel winner and a guest of their choice will take a magical tour of the brewery and walk away with a lifetime supply of beer. What? Don't complain. This is actually making you look attractive. Um, after that, Peter's like, man, it would be great to win that uh, brewery trip, wouldn't it? And everyone's like, oh, come on, Peter, you never win anything. Remember when you were on Password? And we get a cutaway to where Peter's on that old game show, Password. He's on with Tony Randall. And the clue is flaming. And so Peter's like, you? And Tony's like, actor. No. You? And he's like, Tony? And it, the implication is that Tony Randall's uh, uh, flaming. Anyways, um, from there we cut to back at the house. Lois is teaching piano uh, like she does. Uh, her student is just terrible. Lois ends up uh, making the egg timer go fast and she kicks him out of the house. He's like, I, sw he's like, I swear I've been practicing. He's like, oh, Far be it for me to call you a liar. He's like, what? And she's like, nothing, and kicks him out of the house. Um, Brian is like, you know, why are you being uh, so crazy about this? Uh, and, and Lois is like, look, I just really want to win this piano competition. Like, I'm just tired of this bitch, Alexis. I can't remember her last name, but uh, Lois's um, rival in this is named Alexis. And she's tired of Alexis winning this motherfucking piano competition. Uh, we get a cutaway, and she's, she says she's always rubbing it in her face, so she, we get a cutaway where um, Lois is comforting a kid, and Alexis comes up in her car, the kid's got a trophy in the front seat, she, she gets out, drops a bucket of water right in front of Lois, backs her car up, and splashes it right in Lois's face, um, which is a total bitch move. Uh, after that, Peter comes in, he's completely hammered. And she, Lois is like, what are you doing? And Peter's like, I'm trying to win this uh, competition. I'm trying to win this scroll so I can get to the uh, Duff Brewery. And uh, this is where we get a bunch of cutaways. He's like, everyone's trying to win it. And we get a bunch of cutaways to everyone in town trying to win the, the scroll. Uh, we get, uh, this is where we get our Adam West cutaway from the very beginning of the show. Uh, where he's trying to bribe a beer with the, the, the head of sanitation. Um, and then, uh, we get a really funny cutaway, uh, where death is at a frat house and two frat guys have, uh, died of alcohol poisoning, trying to get the scroll. And he's like, I wouldn't mind winning that myself. So if he, we see him chugging a beer 
And I either he's had a couple more, I think is the implication, because he comes out stumbling, or the I think it, he might, you know, he's a skeleton, so he's got like no body fat, so he can't, you know, metabolize it. So he's really, one of those two things, but he comes out completely hammered, he gets into the car, he's like, okay, okay, maintain, I got this, and he, he like, takes a drink of water, and he, he puts some gum in his mouth, and he starts, uh, he's like, okay, okay, I can do this, he's like, you can do this, death, and right when he pulls out, he smashes into a cop car, he's like, oh, no, um, and, uh, he, you know, Peter's trying to convince Lois that, uh, this is something he has to do, he's like, look, you know, Catholics have their church, uh, fat people have Wisconsin, and I have the uh, the Pawtucket Brewery, uh, um, and then, uh, which are, are all true, uh, but then Peter almost uh, drowns, he's like, here, help me drink these beers, Lois is like, no, he's like, oh, okay, so she's sitting on the couch, he, he's like, I'm gonna go to the store, and he's walking away, and then he runs up behind her, and starts like pouring a beer down her down her throat and um because she wouldn't drink the beer and she's like what would you know what would you say if your children saw you drinking like this especially stewie you know how impressionable he is and we get a cutaway where stewie's waking up his crib is just covered in beer bottles and everything and some gross babies next to him he's like oh god we didn't do it did we uh it's really funny but like I don't know. You know, he could always just, like, dump the beer out if it, like, means that much to him. Like, he doesn't have to drink every single one, but, you know, you know whatever. Uh, but, uh, Peter, Brian and Peter, uh, the next morning Lois comes in, and Brian and Peter are drinking on the, uh, seldom seen veranda. And, uh, um, she's just like, uh, she, he, she's like, it's seven in the morning. What are you, what are you doing? And Brian's like, oh, thanks, Big Ben. And, uh, they're like, they're like, yeah. And then, um, she's like, you're gonna, you're gonna give yourself alcohol poisoning. And Peter's like, yeah, all the way to the bank. And, uh, Brian's like, nice. Which is, it was so funny. I love drunk Brian. Drunk Brian's probably one of my favorite characters when he's not like sad drunk you know when he's like feeling bad for himself but like when he's like funny drunk that that's really funny um but uh we hear joe's uh you know screaming outside yes yes and peter and uh brian run outside joe's found one of the scrolls and um cleveland mentions uh that uh, joe's tasting uh, Joe's tasting the sweet taste of victory, and, and it must be, uh, uh, nice, like a saltwater taffy or chunky bars, neither of which I care for. Uh, not, I'm not a saltwater taffy guy, I'm not a chunky bar kind of guy. Um, that's just how I feel about it. Uh, but Peter, uh, he's like, oh, well, if, if that, if, well, if Joe found one, then, then that must be then there must be, uh, uh, and then he runs off to go do some number research on how many out of, uh, four there are now. Uh, but, but what's funny about this, this little montage, um, when he comes back or not when he comes back, but when he's doing his research, it's the same music, uh, from a later episode, uh, from the, uh, uh, fan request episode. Um, where he loses all of his, or where he, he gets three wishes from a genie and he, one of his wishes is that he has a theme song. 
and he's riding on a bus, and this is the same music that plays from that, uh, and, and it's really funny. Um, but after that, uh, we see uh, Lois going to the gynecologist. Uh, she's she's sitting there, and he's like, "Hello, hello, hello, hello." And uh, she, he's like, "Yeah, it's just my little joke." Um, but then a curtain opens, and it's Alexis. Lois, how? Oh, hello, Alexis. Heard you might not enter the competition this year. Smart move. Yes, well, there are more important things in life than a piano competition. Oh, yes, especially for those who have a no... no oh, that's called chance. For your information, I have a student that could whip you. Well, I guess I'll see you there. Fred, this is not a date! All right, you're all done, Alexis. Well, what do you know? Once again, I finish first. Um, after Alexis leaves, the guy who was doing her exam <clears throat> is like, uh, don't worry, uh, I, she asked for Pine Fresh, but I gave her a new car, and, and Lois gives her, uh, a, gives him a little smirk, like, yeah, now her badge smells like a fucking Hyundai Sonata, fuck yeah. Um, but after that, uh, the news comes on. And, uh, apparently the last scroll has been found. Um, the Tom Tucker comes on and is like, yes, the, the last, uh, scroll has been found. He's declining to say his name for his own safety, but I think we can all say, uh, congratulations, you douchebag. Um, Peter's just like super sad. He's like, what am I going to do now? And then, uh, the great kazoo from... Uh, the Flintstones comes up. Okay, let me just let me just take a quick second to talk about that. I never understood. I loved. Okay, so growing up, I remember watching Cartoon Network all the time, and it, I know a lot of people who listen to this show are my age, and and I think watched a lot of the same stuff as I did, and. So on early Cartoon Network, they would show all of the the old cartoons. You know, your Yogi Bears. Your McGilla Gorillas, your Tom and Jerry's, your your Looney Tunes, all of that classic, classic, great stuff, and they would play the, uh, you know, like Scoot. Oh my God. Um. Tangent on a tangent, my wife watched Scoob, and Will Forte plays Scoob, or he doesn't play Scoob. He plays Shaggy, and apparently it was not uh good and so it was like so weird that she had to like show me his part and i was like oh god no matthew lillard should have played that part like even i can do i'm sorry but even i feel like i could could do like a better shat like uh like uh, let me just let me just um Zoink, scoop. like i don't know but like it's um okay but that's like a different tangent altogether so uh, but they used to play like Flintstones and stuff, and I was always really confused as to why there was a green alien who was magic in a show about the Stone Age. It was weird. It was a weird uh, thing to do, and I'm sorry for the weird tangent that I just went on. But so the Great Kazoo comes up, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Dum Dum." And, and uh, kind of, he kind of has like a deeper Stewie voice, but um, so uh, he's like, not now, Kazoo, and Kazoo's like, you know, maybe it's not always about you, Fatso. Maybe I want to talk. 
Um, but then immediately uh, after that, Tom comes back on, the news comes back on, and he tells everyone how uh, he made it all up. He made it all up because he figured that if people stopped looking for the scroll, that he would have a better chance of finding it, and he's really, really sorry. And to prove how sorry he is, he will insert this carnivorous earwig into his ear, which he then takes an earwig out of a jar and inserts it into his ear and goes, and starts just, just rolling and screaming. And he's like, it's eating out the back of my eyes. And then uh, Diane just looks right at the camera and goes, chocolate might be better for you uh, than originally thought. And then, um, we uh, cut from that to Peter, which, okay, so that was so funny with uh, Tom uh, putting that in. That's, oh my god, this episode has so many jokes that I completely forget. This episode has so many really funny jokes that, like, stick. And we're going to get to them really soon, I promise you. Um, but, so, Peter comes out of the bar. He has a bottle of beer with him, I guess. Uh, in Koog, you can walk out of a bar with a bottle of beer. You can do that in New Orleans, where I'm from. Um, like, on Bourbon Street. I've walked around with, like, beer and stuff. But, anyways. Um, but, so, Peter drinks this last beer. He looks in it, and he's like, Ugh, no, scroll. I bet it makes the beer taste terrible anyways. And then he's like, oh, oh, God. And then he throws up. And as he's looking down into his vomit, he says, what's that? And, and he goes through the vomit. And it's really gross. There's some gross Foley art. And um, Foley is one of the best jobs, I bet. I, I would love to be a Foley artist. But um, he picks out a golden scroll. And he holds it up and... Some familiar music starts playing, and he says, I found it! I found the last scroll! And a man yells out as people are gathering, Run home, Peter! Run as fast as you can! And Peter starts running, and we hear the the uh, familiar Willy Wonka running music as Peter runs home. You know what? Why do I have to do it? Here. Here's how uh, that scene ends. I love, love, love that bit. Uh, I know. I feel. I think I actually cut off like the the maybe the I, or did I? I don't remember if I actually cut it off. Maybe I didn't. But um, that long ah that will be a joke that will be with us for a long time. Peter will do it for his knee again, and Lois will do it with her boob, and I think more people do it other than that. But uh, it's a fantastic joke, and it will be uh, with us for a long time. It's got hella staying power. Uh, from there, we get no no filler in between. We cut immediately to outside the brewery. The entire family is here to celebrate with Peter. 
although Brian will be the only one that goes in. Um, uh, he's like, man, I'm more excited than when Barbara Streisand, Mary James Brolin, and then we get a cutaway to Barbara Streisand and James Brolin just chilling, just having some wine, and she's like, ah, you know, I'm just so glad I married uh, you, a regular person, instead of a celebrity, and James Brolin's like, but you know, he, what is he going to do? Say, do uh, say something against Dreisen? I don't think so, James Brolin. Um, but uh, professional ninja uh, Jared Nelson uh, gets a little intro. He's one of the guys that won the scroll. Um, and then his wife comes up behind him and he like knocks his wife out. And he's like, oh, honey, you can't just like sneak up on me like that. And then after that, there's some big fanfare and Pawtucket Pat makes his first public appearance ever. And as he's coming out, <laughs> a car pulls up and a guy yells, or he, he gets shot up uh, in a drive-by and the guy yelled, that's for killing my brother. He drank himself on your crappy beer. And then everyone's uh, screaming and yelling. And then he jumps up and yells, gotcha. And uh, Pat's like, uh, it's a joke on how, you know, in Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka does like that little flip where everyone thinks he's just like broken, but he's like totally fine. But he's like, I'd like to give a a hand to Cheech Marin. And the car comes back and it's Cheech from Cheech and Chong. And uh, then uh, all of the winners and their, their partners come in. Partners, that sounded weird. But like Brian and Peter, Kevin and Joe, uh, the ninja and his son. And then, um, I can't remember who the actual other person is, but I don't think it's, like, important because they never actually come up. Like, they literally, like, never come up. I think it's some woman and, and like, her husband or something. Um, but this is where we meet the Chumbawambas. They're, like, little orange dude. They're, they're the, they're the, um, Oompa Loompas. Uh, but in their hair, they've got, like, these, like, earmuff things that are actually, like, beer cans. Um, so it's really, they're really cute and it's a really, really good design on like a, on like a beer Oompa Loompa. So uh, credit to the, to the drawers and the animators. It's a fantastic design. Um, but Joe's like, Hey, where's your ramp? And, um, he's like, Oh, we don't have one. It looks like this is where you get off. And it's really fucked up because Joe legitimately won this contest. Like, he didn't, like, overdrink like Peter or try to cheat like Tom. Like, he like, legitimately just won the contest. And he gets kicked out. And uh, this is where we get a hilarious Chumbawamba song. What do you do when you're stuck in a chair? Finding it hard to go up and down stairs. What do you think of the one you call God? Isn't his absence slightly odd? Maybe he's forgotten you. Chumbawamba, gobbledygorse. Count yourself lucky you're not a horse. They would turn you into dog food. Or to Chumbawamba, gobbledygoo. Um... It's re- like I said, it's really fucked up. They, because you'd think at this time that they would have to have a ramp, but you know, whatever. Uh, Joe gets kicked out, and I feel at least he should get like a, he, but he should get like a, a a consolation prize. Maybe Core should sponsor him and give him like some free beer or something. Um, but uh, before we get anything uh more about the Pawtucket Brewery, we cut to. 
later on in that day, I guess, uh, Stewie and Lois are at home. Lois is teaching a student, and he's doing fantastic. Um, he can handle, like, the stuff that she's giving him, and he's like, she's like, you can handle, uh, 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 I think it was a Beethoven sonata. And she runs off to get the seat music, and Stewie this entire time has been complaining. He's like, I'm trying to watch TV here, not talking to myself. And when Lois leaves, he takes the opportunity and beats the living shit out of this kid. And Lois comes back with the sheet music, and she looks at him. He's like, black-eyed, bloody, and bruised. She's like, oh my god, what happened? And, and Stewie's like, yes, what did happen? And the kid looks at him, and he looks at Lois. He's like, I fell. After Stewie's heinous attack on Lois's uh, one gleaming student, um, we get a cut to Podsucker Pat leading our remaining contest winners into a wonderful, wonderful parody of of uh, the uh, song from Willy Wonka where they go into the big giant candy forest. Take a drink and you'll sink to a state of pure inebriation. You'll be tanked like the whole Irish nation. Uh, and continuing with the song, he makes a joke about, um, uh, you'll drive drunker than Oksana Bayou, which is a joke or a uh, parody on Oksana Bayou was a 1994 meta, uh, figure skating, uh, gold medal winner. And then she got into a drunk driving accident in 1996, I believe. Um, and so that's what that joke is referencing. And then, uh, at the end of the song, he's like, uh, he he makes a reference to how you're just renting it from me, and which is funny because like you're gonna piss it back, um, and then uh, Peter is like, "Ah, oh, Brian, it's like I died and went to heaven, except they 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 told me that it wasn't my time, and so they sent me back to Earth in a brewery." And Brian's like, "God, that was a long way for a, for a really stupid point." Um, but then we get, uh, uh, Podsack and Pat leading them through the rest of the brewery. Uh, he taught, he, he leads them past a door where he's like, uh, this is where we're developing a, bu a beer that never goes flat, never loses its fizz. And, uh, Peter holds Brian back. They're like, ah, oh, let, let's, uh, let's just give it a try. And, and Brian's like, oh, I don't think we should do that. Uh, but you know, he gets him to, to, to drink it. Uh, and and they're both like I don't know what they're talking about. This is this is fantastic. And uh, but then they start floating, and they're like, ah, oh, this is super fun. You know, it's parroting when uh, uh, Charlie and his grandpa go and try the fizzy lifting drink, and uh, uh, and they start getting lifted into the air. Now the uh, now the ceiling needs to be washed. But um. So they're they're flying into the air. They're doing like tricks and stuff. And then Brian looks up and sees that there's a giant fan coming, just like in the movie. And so they start freaking out. 
and uh, Brian uh, uh, just thinks that it's going to be the end. Peter, I want you to know I've really cherished our friendship. Me too, buddy. That's why I was holding this in, but since we're going to die anyway... Peter, that's it. Hey, hey, pull my finger. My pleasure. Hey, Peter, this next one, you can blame on the dog. Silent but life-saving. What the hell is this? Um, <laughs> so it's so funny. This one you can blame. That that joke is so funny. Uh, that made me, when I was watching it over and doing my notes, that was probably the thing that made me laugh the hardest. This is a really, really good parody. And I forgot before I started doing the, the stuff for this episode that this takes up a lot. This whole golden scroll this whole willy wonka parody takes up a lot of the episode um even though like like it's about like peter like finding out that he's a really good uh uh spoiler alert that he's a really good piano player when he's drunk but uh like i said it's just a fantastic parody so so good on uh family guy uh for for this is like, because like, like I said, this is one of those episodes where you don't like remember how good it has been and you watch it and you're like, holy shit, yeah, this episode is fucking hilarious. Uh, and yeah, so they had to fart for their lives. Uh, Podsucket Packets mad. He kicks them out and Peter's like, well, don't I even get a Chumbawamba song? And he's like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. And so he plays his little pipe and the Chumbawambas come out and they go, Chumbawamba. And then he just kicks, one of them just kicks him in the shin and then we get another another uh long round of <sighs> ah. <sighs> ah. <sighs> ah. um and then uh peter comes home uh uh it, but meg is being held captive she's like literally chained to the piano and she's like uh you know lois is trying to get her to the, play the piano better and better and Meg's like, well, can't you just take this chain off? And Lois is like, honey, no. Remember what happened last time when you tried to run? And uh, Peter comes in drunk. He's like, um, he's like, Lois, take a letter. Dear Pawtucket Pat, you were mean to me and made me cry. And Lois is like, look, we're trying to have girl time. So, you know, no boys allowed. And, and uh, uh, Peter, like I said, he he's drunk and he's wanting some damn attention. What's a guy got to do to get a little attention around here? Peter, that's incredible. I don't understand how... You're like the idiot from Shine. Meg, you're free. Try the clarinet. Keep playing. Keep playing. Play it like it did last night. I, I can't. Um, Lois is like, it, talent can't just disappear, you know, just like that. And Peter's like, oh, yeah, well, well what about last Saturday night? You know, you weren't very good in bed. And um, Lois is like, Peter, I was at my mother's that night. And uh, he's like, oh, and we get a cutaway to he was just fucking a pillow. Um, but then Brian comes in and he's complaining that he's got a giant hangover. He's got a headache and Brian comes in. He's got a bloody Mary. Uh, P 
Pete is like, you know, I haven't felt this bad since uh, since I went to that museum. And we get a cut to Peter as a little boy at a museum, and, and he walks up to uh, to one of the guys who works there. He's like, why did the dinosaurs die? And the guy's like, because you touch yourself at night. And Peter looks down all dejected. Uh, but Peter, Brian's like, here, this should help. And uh, Peter drinks the Bloody Mary, and he starts playing the piano really, really freaking well. And Lois, this is where everyone discovers that, oh my god, you can play the piano when you're drunk. And um, uh, Stewie's like, oh, oh, play play the, that sad walking away music from, from the Incredible Hulk. And he grabs his little backpack and he starts walking away. He's like, look at me, look at me, everyone look at me. And he Peter starts playing and he starts doing the, the thumbs out thing. Um, and then from there... Uh, Lois uh, gives a bunch of money to Brian. She's like, "Go out and get a get a case of beer. We got a lot of practicing to do." And Peter's like, "Practicing?" And Lois is like, "Yeah, you're gonna be my star pupil. You're gonna be my first champion." Uh, so they're practicing uh, like hell. And uh, we get a cut to Peter at the bar. Lois is is there with him, and Peter's playing on the bar uh, piano. He's playing the X Files theme, and when he's done, everyone claps. And uh, then we get, uh, I have a little clip of uh, Peter and Lois at the bar. Hey, thanks. Hey, you think that was great? Watch this. Uh-oh, Lois, I'm losing my buzz. I need more talent juice. Another beer already? Oh, well, I, I guess I don't have to be prepared for the competition. <sighs> I need another pitcher over here. Wow. Um, Cleveland is like, wow, you know, he, he, Lois must have written the book on man pleasing. Um, and, and Lois is, she's feeling like really, she's feeling like, uh, really bad. Um, you know, like she's doing something really bad. And then we get a weird, uh, not weird, but, uh, a cutaway to the Godfather. It's the, the Godfather from the, uh, couple, from a couple episodes back, uh, where Lois was going to get a, uh. Uh, whacked by the mob and uh, he's talking to Captain Crunch and he's like you you asked me to kill this man that I do not know why should I kill this Count Chocula and uh, Captain Crunch is like he's been telling lies he's been telling people that my cereal cuts the top of your mouth that's not true and I don't think it does my wife says Captain Crunch cuts her the top of her mouth but it doesn't really cut I like Captain Crunch but you know um and when I was looking up stuff about this episode, it was like, uh, Captain Crunch was deemed that it didn't do that in the 1990s. I was like, that's a weird statistic to say, but whatever. Um, from there, we just immediately cut to, like I said, this back, this, this whole part with Peter and Lois, uh, you know, with the drunk piano playing doesn't take up very much of this episode. It's almost all taken up by, by the, uh, by the Willy Wonka parody. Um, but they're at the competition, and Peter overhears a family discussing, uh, the, some kid's like, I can't believe I'm missing Ronnie's party for this, and the mom is like, oh, I don't like you hanging out with that Ronnie, he's a bad influence, and the, and the dad is like, yeah, that kid sold me some bad crack, and the mom's like, shut up, John, you're not even his real father, uh, and then, um, Lois, like, checks Peter in, and he's like, oh yeah, he's on in an hour, and then Peter's like, well, where's the nearest liquor store? The guy's like, oh, this is a dry county. We're they're closed on Sundays, which uh totally sucks. Uh I 
that's how thing where I live right now uh, in Oklahoma. That's where how things were. But we just changed a bunch of the laws uh, to uh, help liquor stores. Uh, I think they can be open on Sundays now. Uh, but at, at this time, at this place, Peter can't get any alcohol. And, uh, Lois is like, well, maybe this is a sign that we shouldn't, uh, shouldn't do this. And, um, Peter's like, no, uh, you know what? I think I, uh, oh, Peter's like, well, why don't we go to this, like, kids Ronnie's party? He, like, asks the kid, hey, where's this kids Ronnie's party? And, uh, Lois is like, no, we can't do that. And then Alexis comes up and talks some shit to Lois and uh, she's like, loser says what? And Lois like, what? And she's like, oh my, okay, we're going to Ronnie's party. So we get a smash cut to them, uh, to Lois. Uh, they're playing quarters and she sings it and she's like, consume. And Peter's just getting sloshed. Uh, the kids are like, this is lame. And he's like, well, we had better uh, drinking games when I was a kid. And we just see some kids smashing Peter's hand with a, with a hammer and then Peter goes, ow, and he's like, ha, you drink. And um, then uh, the cops come, and they try to escape, but the cops catch them. And uh, Peter's like, uh, 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 Lois, look over there, run. And the cops run away. And so they get away, and they're at the competition. And uh, Peter's about to go on, and Lois gives him one last beer for good luck, complete with a beer bog down his throat, and it, uh, there's some more uh, funky foley art. Uh, but Peter comes out, bows, and he sits on the bench backwards and starts playing in the air. Lois has to run out and turn him around, and then uh, he's like on the uh, like higher pitch side of the keyboard, and so she has to push him down it. But he starts playing perfectly, and he starts playing uh, the, um, he starts playing the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. Um, and then, uh, when he finishes, everyone's clapping and we see Mary Tyler Moore in the crowd and she throws her hat in the air and it freeze frames just like it did on her show. And some guy's like, what the fuck? Um, but so Lois comes out, everyone's clapping. They're obviously going to win the competition. Uh, Peter takes a bow and then just falls pace first onto the uh right off the stage onto the ground um from there we cut and lois is helping peter into the house and brian congratulates peter because she's got the big giant trophy and lois is like well um lois is like uh you know what are you congratulating me for i i exploited my husband's drinking problem and i killed so many of his brain cells and then Peter, like in the last couple of episodes, uh, wraps everything up nicely. Lois, you don't get it. The lesson here is that abusing alcohol has absolutely no negative consequences. You have your trophy, and my brain cells are just fine. Hello? Where, where is everybody? I'm, I'm the only brain cell left. Well, at least I have my books. No, no, that, that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. There was time now. Oh, it's not fair. Oh. Um, and then that um, that episode that that uh parody of the the Twilight Zone episode is from one of my favorite episodes. It's called uh, "Time Enough at Last." And when I was um, 
like a younger teenager, I uh, was uh, going to visit my mom in New Orleans, and I was just I I was uh, just having a, a few beers in the backyard, and I got sucked into a Twilight Zone marathon of all the old episodes for on the Sci-Fi Channel, and um, it was it like ran all of them like for three days over and over and over again. So I watched them like all over and over and over again. And that was one of my favorites, along with obviously uh, the pig face doctors who make the pretty lady feel bad. And then the one where uh, the entire neighborhood is is freaking out, which actually got a parody in Family Guy on the um, uh, on the uh, trophy episode where everyone won a trophy and, and everyone was freaking out about it getting stolen. Uh, and that was also the one where, where uh, Stewie was addicted to pancakes. Uh, speaking of Stewie, this episode wraps up on the credits instead of our reg. Well, I think it's only like half the credits. But it wraps up with Stewie superimposed onto the Incredible Hulk um, uh, credits. And he's doing the walking away bit just like, uh, oh my god, David Banner in the... Uh, TV show. That's another show where I got sucked in on uh, when I was like 13, I got sucked into a, a marathon. I think it was when TV Land was debuting it uh, on their channel and I uh, binge watched all of The Incredible Hulk and um, yeah, so but, uh, so that's a pretty funny bit and then that's where we uh, get our credits. Truthfully, this episode is flown by too quick as our time passed, my friends. Not to mention this entire season's coming to an end, and I'm finding it hard to let go. I need something to do before the third season. But what? What can sustain me? What can carry me through this admittedly short absence of our weekly Family Guy hilarity? Why, I know. I can rank my favorite episodes of the second season. In some sort of top 10 and maybe talk about them on a podcast and 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 make jokes about them maybe I should ask the audience to send their opinions in at freaking sweet family pod at gmail.com or send us a voicemail at anger.fm slash freaking sweet slash message now why would I want to do that but wait there is something else I can do. Maybe, just maybe, if I still can't make it, I can always review the first Star Wars parody episode, Blue Harvest. Uh, that's going to be super fun. I'm re- actually really excited just to, to break out of the meta. That's super exciting. Yeah, um... During our time away from uh, just doing our week-to-week thing, we are going to be doing a top 10 episode as well as uh, the very first uh, Star Wars parody episode, Blue Harvest. Um, uh, but and, 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 and I'm like I said, I'm super excited about that. All of that sounds fun. Uh, but next week, our episode is going to be Forefather, where Peter tries to father Chris but gets distracted by an opportunity to coach Cleveland Jr. And it's going to be really fun. It's got a a ton of hilarious jokes. It's certainly a 
fitting final episode of our second season, and it's going to be fantastic. And I will see you then. Goodbye.